Welcome to episode number 24 of the Better With Brock podcast. I'm here with the legend Norman Nelson and we just met last weekend, I think it was. Was it yeah. last weekend or yeah. the week week before? Last I think, weekend? I think it was last weekend. No, the week before. The week, week before. before. Yeah. So, at, yeah. Yeah, we both had orange leggings on, which is a first <laughs> for me. Not sure about Norma. <laughs> yeah, it was first for me too. <laughs> but we were the the coaches for Hermes Fit, which was an event in Sydney. Awesome to be a part of the brand. So good. Uh how did you find that experience? How did you find It was amazing. I, but for me, <laughs> I remember just pinching myself a lot, thinking, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, I'm surrounded by all these people from, you know, the wellness, fitness industry um, that have, you know, excelled and they've, you know, got thousands of followers and all this stuff. And there's a little humble Norma <laughs> in the mix. <laughs> but you were um, different. Like yeah. you were... Like no one else could have done what you did, even though I don't think it was displayed in the classes. Like... It was like a what you had to do, a hat balance class. That's right. What sort of classes were you doing? So I was doing a hat balance class and a silk class. So basically they they I think they approached me in the first instance because um, they found me on Instagram. Um, I love to fuse different modalities of movement. So mm. um, you know, handstands, animal flow, yoga. So I've got a lot of, you know, stuff going on on my page or, you know, different ways that I move and that's what sort of you know entice them towards me I guess so they wanted me to put something something creative together um using hats and scarves mm. yeah so, so how do you incorporate <coughs> things into using that product because I was doing a hit class yeah. right with shoes yes um so I was doing the shoes as like I was saying that they are the prob like the most expensive dumbbells you'll ever use $1,500 <laughs> shoes excellent and you know we were dragging them left to right yeah. supporting with them that's actually really creative them. because I think if I was tasked with that I wouldn't know what to do with them like, yeah well, well, how do you incorporate a shoe and I, I, <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking this is so strange you know how am I going to do a hat and scarves and then you know I kind of you know, thought about it a lot and just thought, you know what, I'm just going to have balance. I'll just do things that involve balance, you know, yeah. try and get creative with it, try and fuse, you know, all the different modalities that I'm familiar with and come up with something creative. So, yeah, mm. um, they approached me with it a long time ago. I think the whole process started, you know, many, many months ago. March. Yeah, March. That's exactly <laughs> I almost right. forgot about it at one point. And then they emailed, they're like, yeah, we're, like, yeah, we're, yeah we're looking forward to go. Oh, yeah, I was like, what, like, what oh, are we yeah, doing? Yeah, exactly. And I remember at the time when they sort of chased me up again, there was so there were so many interims, you know, between I'd hear from them and then I wouldn't hear from them for like months and I'd forget about them, and then they res pop their head up again I'm like oh my god that thing um, and I remember I was in Thailand at the time when they were really getting traction on it and they were like okay so we want you to send um, you know a couple of videos so that we can send it off to you know Hermes so they can get the approval so I'm on a beach in Thailand thinking what am I going to do <laughs> with a scarf and a hat you know so that's actually where a lot of the sort of creative um, sequencing came from I was really relaxed at the time I had a bit of time on my hands to mm. just you know get a bit creative with it so so yeah, it was a very interesting um, experience. I loved it. I loved the connections that I made. Um, and it was just, yeah, I was so grateful to be a part of something so big, you know, mm. um, and to be surrounded by people that have really excelled in their industry. And yeah, it was very inspiring on so many levels. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd never heard of pretty much everyone. Yeah. Like even like... Like they're like, oh, what? like Norman Nelson's yeah. gonna be there, and I was yeah. like, Shit, am I meant to know <laughs> who <laughs> that is? They're like, and Liam Simmons, yeah, and yeah. I was like, like, I don't know, yeah, like I'm exactly. like a guy that lifts weights, exactly, trying to wonder who these people are, yeah. and they're like Pilates and yoga yeah. and like different, yeah, like you're saying, different. The, the only pe the only person I'd, I'd come across before was Leah, Leah, Leah Simmons. Um, I I know what she does in the wellness industry space, but even mm. you, I remember we parked our car next to each other yeah. before we even got <laughs> I in, was like, yeah, yeah I and was we like, nodded <laughs> each other. I'm like, hey, and then next minute you're in there with the orange tights, like. 
like me and were like, hey, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. you again. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, I was like, because I had no idea where to go. Yeah, I was like, I, I kind of looked at you and I was like, I nodded, but I was like, are you, I are was you trying to say this? in my head, like, do you know where to go? Or like, what are you doing? <laughs> do, you wanna, do we go this way or that yeah. way? So, so what do you actually do on a day-to-day basis? Because like so, you're saying, you know, you're yeah. doing... Um, animal flow, doing yoga, you're yeah. doing handstands. Yeah. What like? So what is it? I, my full time sort of gig is I'm a yoga teacher. So predominantly that's what I do. <clears throat> um, you know, I started doing yoga. I don't know around 2013. Um, I did my yoga teacher training in 2016 and started teaching in sort of part time. You know, while sort of still holding down a really high pressured corporate job. And then in 2018, I made the switch to teaching full time. So I've been teach. I teach full time yoga in studios across Sydney, but I mm. also do my own thing on the side. So I do a lot of workshops, handstand workshops, um, arm balancing workshops, um, and uh, yeah, that's 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 essentially what I do. So yeah. taking it back to the corporate job, what were you doing mm. in the corporate world? Because that's a very different life. Oh, my God. It's a very different life indeed. Um, so, you know, I immediately before teaching yoga, I was in corporate doing sales and marketing. Before that, I did architecture. Um, and, yeah, at that time in the sales, at one stage of my life, I, I thought, you know, if I make enough money, if I make, I'm going to be happy, right? Money is the route to happiness. And, um, you know, so I, I, I found myself in sales. My life kind of took me in that direction. Um, I was fortunate enough to be very, very good at what I did. Um, mm. But because of that, you know, there was more and more pressure being put on me. You get to tied down over, more. Oh, my God. You get promoted. Absolutely. You get more responsibility. You get more pay as well. And all of it is just escalating, you know. So I got to the point where anxiety was just, you know, I was so anxious, stressed. You know, mm. I was kind of living a pretty unhealthy, if you think about that lifestyle and high-powered corporate, you know, roles, high pressure. And um, were you pursuing fitness <coughs> at all in this time? No. So no yoga? This is why I went I, I started doing yoga because I was so I was so stressed I was not living a healthy lifestyle you know mm. when you're not working and trying to meet targets um, you're in the pub thinking about or trying to decompress that way mm. um, and it was just a health unhealthy lifestyle both mm. the stress factor you know outside of work all of it was just horrid and I'm like this is not sustainable I'm going to kill myself if I carry on like this you know <laughs> no literally yeah. um, so I started doing yoga and um, that's basically where that journey started so I you know over time the um, you know breaks at the pub at lunchtime and after to work got replaced by going to yoga classes you know and this was something that really helped me out so that's where my yoga journey actually began and over time the yoga kind of took over I got more curious about it I thought I want to um find out a little bit more about why this modality of fitness makes me feel so good and da 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 I just wanted to deepen my practice with no intentions of being a teacher um and yeah over the years it just took over I remember the day I got up from bed I just woke up out of my sleep and I was like yep I can't do this anymore I can't do corporate anymore so it took me two years to fully transition from um you know part-time teaching to full-time because you know you're earning a crap ton of money yeah and then going into a world where there's completely unknown you know i didn't know how much i was going to earn i didn't think yoga teachers earned that well but yeah. you know thankfully due to my sales background and just knowing about business you know i've got a pretty good business head on me and mm. you know after a few years of um you know teaching in the industry i started to see where gaps lay and where i could potentially do my own thing and you know increase my revenue so yeah i've been growing my business essentially mm. um even though i still contract myself out to a few studios here and there but ultimately i want to be 
kind of more independent from studios and, and really just focus on doing my own thing mm. more. So what would you give as advice to people that are aspiring yoga teachers, teachers. or yoga, you know, they want to run classes or maybe they want to do privates because I even know a few people that mm. they love yoga. Yep. And it seems like when people do yoga, they they kind of dive into it head first like you, like, yeah. like you do. It's because just something they that you just, yeah, you know, we come, I remember when I first started doing yoga or my yoga teacher training, you know, something that really stuck with me is that, you know, people come to yoga for uh, a reason. Maybe it's to be fit or to de-stress, decompress, whatever. But the minute you delve into that world, it's so much deeper. You know, it's, mm. so, mu it's so much more than like physical movement, um, you know, the philosophies that come with it. And uh, yeah, it's just so, it's, it's deep. It's mm. a deep world of um, self. Um, um, self-awareness knowing mm. what's going on within you um, how you relate to yourself to the rest of the world so it's so much more than just the physical practice yeah. so how would they turn it into a living if they were like what advice would you give or yeah, what look, struggles did you go through yeah. when you were trying to go from, from this corporate absolutely. to a so full-time teacher regardless you need to I think it's really important that you get into studios because that's where you're going to you know, grow your following. Um, mm. If you're a great teacher, people will always come back to you. And before you know it, you've got heaps of people that just follow you everywhere. People are so cult-like with classes too. They're like, yeah. I'm not going on I a Tuesday. Know. That's not normal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and when, you know, I, if I'm going away on holiday for like three weeks, God forbid another teacher <laughs> takes my place. Yeah. Not, I'm like, you know, so guys, I'm going away for three weeks. You know, this guy's going to be taken over. You know, please support him. None of them turn up. Yeah, like, like, we'll take nah. three weeks off, thanks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which is really, you know, um, it's 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 very complimentary, and you know, I feel very grateful for having you know this very you know solid following of people. But it just goes to show you how human beings can be creatures of habit. You know, they're just like, nah, I want this and this only. Yeah. You know, and even the yoga philosophy tries to teach you not to, you know, non-attachment. Don't get attached. Don't to idolize things. anyone. Like, nah, I don't care. I'm coming. To your class. I love Norma. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely start off with studios to build your client base, you mm. know, and from there, naturally, things will, you know, evolve and happen. Um, I've been so, so lucky, like so lucky to have had so many different opportunities that have come my way. The Hermes thing, the Lululemon ambassadorship, you know, mm. all these I've had crazy projects that I've done through the years of doing yoga. And this is purely from people coming to my class, feeling my energy you know, and just going, you're amazing or whatever. Can you mm. do this? We want you to do this. You know, I haven't actively gone out for most of these things. Like you They're, haven't done the sales and marketing work no, that you studied. I know, right? Yeah. It's incredible. But, and it just, I think it's a testament to, you know, anybody that does what they love. If you're passionate about what you do, it mm. will resonate through every pore of your being. People will see that a mile away, mm. you know, and that is something that is a beautiful quality to have. It means that you're being very true to yourself. You're mm. not... This is not just a job to you, you know. I don't, I don't look at my job as a job anymore, mm. you know. It's just I'm getting paid to do something I love. Um, I get opportunities, bigger opportunities out of doing something I love. So, yeah, I'm extremely grateful that things have kind of turned out the way that they do. Um, you know, my initial fears of am I going to be able to support myself, this, that, and the other – you know, everything just looks after itself. You know, mm. you work hard, you, you do things with integrity, you know, you, 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 you live a life of service in a way, mm. you know, we're living a life of service. We're helping other people achieve things and da-da-da. Um, it always comes back. It always comes back to you in some way, you know. So life so is a beautiful journey. You just got to surrender to it sometimes. So <laughs> what do you think people love so much about 
working with you or having classes yeah. done by you? What do you think separates you or yeah. gives you the Lululemon ambassadorship yeah. and Hermes fit gig? It's, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously my personality, you know, I'm really passionate about what I do and you can see it when I teach, definitely. You can see that um, this has come from a place of experience as well. You know, I, I'm one of these people that, you know, I see a lot of um, coaches out there that haven't really immersed themselves in their industry, but mm. are teaching and doing all this stuff. And, you know, that you might go to a class and they don't demonstrate and things like that. And for me, I get inspired by, you know, the real deal. You know, if you're going to teach me about something, you better have been doing it for a period of time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You better know what you're talking about. And I'm yeah. exactly the same, you know. But also... Um, I'm, I think I'm very encouraging. Like I, it, it's, I, I have a passion for really getting people to see the potential within themselves, mm. you know, because that's something the yoga practice kind of does. You know, you just, it's an incredible journey there. If you told me, I don't know, five, six years ago, you know, you'd be running handstand workshops and you'd be able to do this with your body. I'd be like, no way, you know, yeah. but it's something that has just evolved through the practice, the discipline of practicing every day and doing all this stuff. And then you're like, oh my God, my body can do this. What else can I do? And then you mm. keep, you know, um, and also I think maybe there's not many people like me, you know, I don't know many black um, yoga instructors in Sydney with, with blonde, blonde hair. Yeah, with blonde hair that looks different. And, you know, it, that could be a factor. Who knows? Um, diversity is a big thing now. So, um, But yeah. also, I don't think it's big enough to say, I'm <laughs> going to go to her yoga class because she's black oh, and has blonde hair. Oh, you know, definitely not. Definitely not. If you suck, definitely. you would they have empty classes. Exactly, exactly. And also my skill set, you know. So, mm. um, you know, obviously handstands is something that I'm so, so passionate about. I've mm. spent a lot of time, money, training myself with some of the best handstands Handstanders in the world, you know, and even that whole handstand journey itself. I remember when I saw, you know, somebody do your handstand for the first time. I'm like, whoa, that is like for longer impressive. than three seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I thought, okay, is this part of yoga? Started doing yoga classes, and every time I would go to a class with an instructor that you know claim to have you know know about handstands and stuff they never really taught it i'm like they're just like okay so this is your opportunity to um you know try and get into a handstand we'll just dump 10 times and hopefully you'll catch something i'm like that's that's not yeah. a technique like I where's need the to, steps where's the steps what do I you focus know on? surely that i can get to this consistently every single mm. time surely so i couldn't find it in yoga and i had to get out of the yoga industry and um you know all the guys that i followed on instagram all these guys with hundreds and thousands of followers people that have been handstanding for like 30 years i've studied with most of them you know i've done workshops with most of them so all this collective knowledge is what mm. i and the time that i spent you know getting to that level um and i think it's inspiring for a lot of people they're like mm. oh wow you know if this little person can do it surely i can you know yeah. um and yeah I, I i like being that inspiration to yeah. people and that sense of encouragement that yes you can it is possible it is completely possible yeah. and i love when people are surprised by their own abilities mm. you know yeah i think there's a couple of things that you said there that I really like. First of all, encouragement. Mm. I think I'm particularly good at that as well. It's, it's, it's difficult in an online space to give encouragement as directly Definitely. because you're not with them. You know, you kind of celebrate the wins after they achieve that's as opposed right. to throughout their achievement. But that's why. So I'm, I'm not good at emails, but I'll, I have a software called Loom. Like, yeah. like everyone can use it. And I just talk to the camera. Oh, so wow. I would rather give encouragement and give my feedback yeah. emails through that instead of like, hello, John. Exactly. You know, good job. You lost two yeah. kgs. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk and say like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, so they can see my energy. That's right. But I think a lot of people don't have encouragement these days. No, and not at all. I was fortunate enough to get encouragement. And it was in a different time of my life. I was 14. But 
I was surrounded by a lot of older people that really saw something in me that I never saw. Mm. And they encouraged me. And this was when I was doing music, but they encouraged me to sing, to yeah. songwrite, yeah. to stand on stage and, yeah. you know, actually think that I'm okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can play Bob Marley. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like my dad, or yeah. like, he taught me House of the Rising Sun. Yeah, amazing. I did lessons. I could do Bob the Builder, Flintstones, mm. theme songs and all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was just something that was fun. Yeah. And then I they saw like a raw talent, I guess, or, or just believed in me and that mm. encouragement, you know, even though I didn't become Justin Bieber, it yeah. gave me the steps to be confident. It's and so then, important. In, you know, when I transitioned to fitness, I had that confidence, exactly. but it came from that early encouragement. Yeah. It's actually very interesting that you touch on the subject of encouragement because, um, for me, it was completely the opposite. You know, when I was younger, growing up, um, you know, there were stages of my life where I grew up, well, I predominantly grew up in the UK, in London, um, and at one point in my life, my parents or my dad, had, you know, got a job in another part of the UK that wasn't so, um, you know, diverse in terms of people. Mm. Um, it was very, very homogenous, you know, mostly white people. I was the only like black kid in my school. Um, so at that period of my life, and I think it was about through the ages of like 14 to 18, which are really pivotal stages in a teenager's life, yeah. I didn't have much encouragement mm. and it was detrimental to the person that I became, you know, years after that. Mm. So I understand the power of encouragement. And I was, you know, when I got to a point where I, um, I'm in a position to influence other people, that was at the forefront of my mind. I'm mm. like, encouragement is so important. It literally, if I had been encouraged through school, um, the decisions that I wanted to make, you know, were affected by the fact that I had teachers that were telling me that I can't do this. No, you won't be able to do that. You mm. know, what does that do to a kid? Yeah. You know, absolutely detrimental to their being. Um, so that was something that I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be like this. It's so important, especially with kids, mm. to um, instill that sense of, of, of confidence in them from a very young age. Um, and I, be, I was a teacher before I became a yoga teacher. I taught in Thailand. I lived in Thailand for many years as well. So what um, did you teach in Thailand? I, was t I started off teaching English, actually. Te teaching English as a foreign language and then moved to other things, you know, drama, musical theatre, all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that that was also at the forefront of my mind that these little little people, we have to sort of shape their minds. I remember <laughs> at the time that I actually moved to Thailand, so funny. Well, now it's funny. In retrospect, it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, there were not many black people in Thailand at that time. And even getting the job, I remember the person that interviewed me was like, you know, I love your energy, Norma. Um, you sound like an amazing person. But the reality is, you know, Thais, don't, they're not used to having black people here. I don't know how you're going to go. And I remember my first, one of my first days at school teaching, um, uh, a little Thai kid comes up to me and is just, you know, all over these saying things in Thai. I had a translator at the time and I'm like, what's this kid talking about? Yeah. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Just kind of laughed it off in that sort of, you know, peevish way. And eventually she told me what he said and he his words were, do you own a gun? <laughs> Wow. I know, and I'm, I'm like, why would you say that? And Kids he's like, just yeah, say anything. Exactly, and they were like, no, black people TV and what they'd <laughs> seen from TV, and I was, I was mortified. Yeah, he would have got um, expelled if he did oh, that today. Oh, yeah, you know, but it, at that moment, it's, you know, I, I remember thinking to myself, wow, this is a child, and there's already been an imprint of what he thinks about black people, and I can just let this slide or actually change his opinion mm, <laughs> mm. so that he can become a different kind of, you know, adult. Um, so yeah, things like this, you know, shaping, shaping young minds, um, encouragement. Um, yeah, 
So it's very interesting yeah. that you touched on the subject of encouragement. Sorry, I deviated. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> all right. Um, another thing you said was you, you're a, well, that I'm picking up from what you said is you're a practitioner, right? Mm -hmm. So you've done it all. Oh, yeah. And that's very, that's very rare. I think more so in the online space, I guess, because that's where I am. Yeah. There's a lot of people that will post cool videos. They're engaging like, oh, wow, you can do a handstand and put your leg like that. That's yeah. crazy. I'm going to sign up. Yeah. But they have no coaching skills. That's right. Because they're not a practitioner. They that's are, uh, you know, I did a two week course and now I'm going to, you know, make some money for, you know, just kind of fool people. They yep. sign up, they get a PDF and they're like, sweet, that's I made right. 50 bucks that's or I made 100 right. bucks and just yeah. do it all over again exactly. and kind of recycle through people. So I think being a practitioner is super important. That's why I think I do well online because I've I've been a coach. You know, I started in 2015 and even though I've only done it from 2015 to 2020, mm. the amount of hours I spent on the gym floor is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like I would, <laughs> you know, I would be there, I would generally start at six. Some yeah. days I would start at f like 5.30 if I, if I would be crazy enough to take on an yeah. early person. And then I would I wouldn't leave till about nine p.m. Yeah. and and that was Monday to Friday. That's it. And then you know if that wasn't enough, fourteen hour days on the weekend in New Zealand when I first started, I was doing um, any sort of modeling gigs that I could get. Yeah. And I was also a TV presenter as well. Wow. So I was doing this stuff like just yeah. yeah. And and this was when we were talking about before on the podcast. I yeah. got burnt out. Yeah, exactly. Right. But then also when I came to so I did all that. I moved to Australia. I burnt out, and then I came here. Uh, and I was like, okay, I want a job. So I, I went to, and um, this was when I was in Sydney. I first went to Gold Coast. I moved to Sydney and then I went to uh, Fitness First Market Street in the CBD. Yep. And I was there. And then I was just like, I want to work from 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. busy with clients. So I'm going to just work those hours anyway. <laughs> and I had the, the structure of my work was... I didn't do any classes because I, I backed myself a lot. So I was like, I'm going to just... I've been a personal trainer before. I'll just start paying rent. And even though you make $0 when you first start, yep. you just take that burden of paying the rent and then you build your clients as you go. And yeah, fingers right. crossed, you yeah. get some, you know, you get, you get some, some clients or else it's $400 every single week <laughs> into fitness window. first. Oh, yeah, wow. Out the window, right? <clears throat> so I was down to a point where I had about $2,000 left. And, I, and, you know, yeah, I really pushed it. <laughs> and, um, you know, my house rent was about three fifty. I had a studio in, studio in Potts Point. Yeah. Real small, pretty gangster, <laughs> yeah. you know, like <laughs> walk out the street, prostitutes on your <laughs> left, course. drug addicts on the right, you know, just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it said Potts Point, but it was on Darlinghurst Road. So I was yeah. like, this is, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is King's Cross, this man. This is ghetto this, end. Yeah, like Potts Point <laughs> sounds good, but it doesn't look good. So I was... I was, I was working a lot, like mm. 6 a.m., 9 p.m., but then because I had no money um, and 350 a week rent for my house, 400 for Fitness First, that's 750 Already out the window. That's three yeah. weeks I've wow. got to make some money. So fr uh, I'd, I'd do 6 a.m., 9 p.m., Monday to Friday. Friday, though, I would finish at about 5 p.m., catch a bus to Parramatta yeah. and do dishes for my cousin who was a chef oh, wow. from like 6 oh, wow. p.m. till midnight and then Saturday Sunday I was doing dishes all day this is insane so it was it was crazy yeah. right so that like I have that practitioner blood where like I'll just make it work exactly. like I'll do whatever I need exactly. to so for personal training even though it's only five years it felt like a lifetime like yeah. I was just real like in it deep yeah and I think that's what a lot of people online don't have mm. one like they will just get an Instagram account Post, you know, if they have a good body, flex some abs, exactly. do an ab workout, and start getting some, and yeah. it's like, man, and then when you sign up, 
it's you just completely realize, terrible yeah. coaching. And, but, and, and that's exactly right. But I think, you know, people that are practitioners and have come from places of integrity, there's more. There's definitely more longevity in that. You know, because people that have just pinched an idea and are on the sort of bandwagon just for the hell of it, I don't think there's much longevity in that or integrity in that. So people don't no. come back, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, for me, uh, you've got to practice what you preach, really. It boils down yeah. to that. Um, well, you can't fake a handstand. That's, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, you can take a photo, but you <laughs> take a video. Right. That's like, right. It's, That's you know, right. You can't fake you can't that fake sort of it. stuff. Absolutely. And, and another thing that I like that you said was that you were pursuing education or you were pursuing workshops and you were learning from people Definitely. that's one thing that so so i have this golden rule that i always have to be enrolled in a course yeah always be learning yeah i'm exactly the same yeah. the minute you stop learning you're pretty much moving backwards you're yeah. stale you're stagnant yeah because if you're not learning someone else is learning exactly. and like yeah i don't believe in forward still or backwards like yeah. it's, it's either forward or backwards yeah, there's exactly. no in between exactly. so i just finished a course literally two days ago mm. and I don't have a course yet. So I'm breaking my golden rule. But what I'm doing is reading <laughs> a research review every morning. Okay. So I have this like, um, and, and there's probably about 30 or 40 of them I have to get rid of. So yeah. that's about 30, 40 days. And then I'll have to sign up to another course. To another one, yeah. But one thing that people don't really get is that costs a lot of money, man. Oh my goodness. Like, the amount of money I've yeah. invested on my self-education. It's, like, it's 10 to 20 grand a it's year. Insane. And it's like, people will be like, that's crazy. That's yeah. a holiday and mm -hmm. stuff. But that it's important. That feeds into that longevity Definitely. because the average life of a personal trainer is six months. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a shocking statistic. Yeah. yeah. And I've been doing it for well, since 2015. So wow. like coming up eight years, That's it. you know, and you've been doing it longer yeah. than and, one year. And, and like you said, just continuously learning just helps you evolve as well. You mm. can't be stationary and stagnant in what you've learned. Okay, I've learned it all. I'm going to stay here. No, there's always something more to learn. Things are always evolving. So mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's something and it keeps me motivated. You yeah. get bored doing the same thing. Yeah, you're you know? learning new things from yeah, different people. That's like, exactly I've right. learned from people in Australia, in America. Absolutely. Um, I want to dive into places like the UK and that yeah. as well because they just approach things differently. Completely. And they have different, like, Completely. you know, in America there's, so in the bodybuilding or athletic world, there's Charles Poliquin where he has heaps of people that have learned from him. Mm. But then I, uh, I, d I learned from someone, Tony Bataji here, who, yeah. like, learned from other people around the world, like yeah. Ian King. I'm going to search his courses and stuff like you can just learn so from much. so many different same, people. Same, same as with yoga or handstands or whatever. And one of the things that I love doing when I travel is go to other yoga studios, discover mm. how, you know, it's so different from place to place. Like yoga in London, the vibe is so different to yoga in Sydney, you know? So every time I go back, I'm like, I come back with so much inspiration because I've learned a different way of doing things. I've learned, you know, mm. so yeah, it's very, very important. And to just draw on different, um, you know, areas of knowledge, like there's nothing like it. There's, mm. I, I get excited about learning so i never want to stop learning you know um it just gives me something else to share with my people you know yeah. the people that are, um, I, I work with the people the, the students that i you know grow with um so yeah it's a continuous process of evolution and growth mm. i know? think it, it's it changes you as well in the way you coach because yeah. we're just an accumulation of all our thoughts all our ideas and That's all the right. things that people say to us our environment so true. and if that environment's stale then you become very, it's stale. very stale i've seen it so to take me back to fitness first, when I was face to face, so I, mm -hmm. I finished in 2020, mm -hmm. start of 2020, end of, so 24th of December, Christmas Eve 2019 was my last day. I took oh, a photo wow. beside the yeah. um, the personal trainer wall, you yeah. know, where you have the cheesy quote yes. and you have what makes you different and, yeah. your, and your phone number. I took a photo beside it because I was proud of myself that I 
had left yeah. face-to-face because, yeah. you know, not that it was terrible. Mm. I, I was actually really sad to leave face-to-face yep. training because, you, as you understand, you love your clients. Of course. I was like, man, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm going online. Like, you can, like, <laughs> you I, was like I was like, you can come yeah, with me online. And yeah. they're like, it's not the same. It's not the same. And it, 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 it was hard. So a couple f- followed online and mm. then most people just, just left me. Out. But then you build a whole new client base. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's yeah. A, I think it's a different person that coaches yeah. online than someone that In requires person. face-to-face training. Mm-hmm. But it was like... It was a sad time, eh? Like, yeah, for sure. But the trainers were so stale. Wow. So stale. Doing the same, same thing things. over and over again. And Clients, the same thing. Yeah. And, and they just looked like that whole paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, like not just about money, but just like getting through the week. Mm-hmm. And there was no joy in programming and, and so seeing sad. progress. Yes. Like hardly any of them had iPads that they were looking at a uh, program to see how we would apply progressive overload one week, what week are they following and all wow. this kind of stuff, like what their nutrition they was. Like they would work. It was crazy, man. I, I, I could be here all day complaining yeah. about the level of personal <laughs> training because it actually disgusts oh, me. Wow. And like, like people just on their phone, mm. like, oh, not, wow. like not even looking at a program, so, social media, yeah. texting, taking calls. Yeah. Like this guy was once taking a call from a real estate agent because he was like doing something with a property. I was like, mate, your client's here. squatting. I He's know. literally wow. like not even looking. And then yeah. this same trainer, and I will not say his name. He doesn't deserve <laughs> any air on this <laughs> podcast. But like he would have a charger in the corner and just be like looking at it and stuff. Incredible. And I was like, this is blowing my Incredible. mind. Like the level of education that they were getting was like zero. And like when I first signed up, I think that's what made me different. I, I Like you have less time as a personal trainer to go and do courses because you have mm-hmm. to train people. And yeah. that's why I stepped out of, face-to-face because I wanted to do more courses but they just didn't make time like weekends no that was time off there was no extra learning and I think that's why their business or their revenue if you want to talk about like money-wise will just be the same and their and their level of growth because you know I have this saying and you know I'm not just like oh yeah let's make money but I have this this saying that I said to one of um, this guy that worked for me for a while, he was programming with me and doing online work. Like the more you learn, the more you earn. Of course. Just because it gives you capacity. And it's it, it, it's not just about earning more, but you actually teach people much better exactly. and your service and your value gets better. And therefore you... Like you have to make more money if yeah. you're if you're giving more value. That's exactly that's that's what it's about. It's giving more value, you know. Mm. And um, yeah, I just don't know how. Like it's like with anything, if you don't um, continue to sort of pursue things or have an interest in other f- facets or areas of what you do, you become stale. So mm. it's, it doesn't surprise me that these people are on their phones because they haven't they haven't even got the urge to grow within themselves and learn more, and you know mm. they lose their passion, etc. But yeah, I think this that's definitely a mark of success is you know how passionately you feel about what you do you know um but yeah the online thing is so interesting you know i think covid has just brought a whole new um perspective on coaching online Mm. um you know you obviously have a bigger reach um all of a sudden you know teachers that i used to practice with when I go back home to England or wherever that I would practice with once or twice a year. Now they were just my fingertips any any day of the week that I wanted, any time I wanted. I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. You know, yeah. so it was a bit of getting used to there, you know, the whole online teaching. Mm. But now it's something that I definitely embrace and I want to grow more as well as the face. Have you considered doing online training? Absolutely. Because I was like I was stalking you before the podcast. Like I was <laughs> saying I went all the way back to your first Instagram post. Yeah. And I was I was like you know, it's just another yeah. tool that you Absolutely. can have because I had this time 
sorry to keep coming back to this fitness first time, but when I was doing fitness first um, and I dived head first, you know, I had not much money and I was like, I need to work. So mm-hmm. I, I built up from zero sessions, yeah. sessions to 60 sessions a week in three months. Jeez. I was just, That's I was like a bit of an obsessed monster, but I had to, cause <laughs> I had nothing mm. like, and it wasn't because I was like, oh, I just need money. I just yeah. need money. It was never that. It was just like, well, it kind of was for a point because yeah. if I didn't get money, I would, I would have been flying back yeah. to New Zealand saying, Hey dad, you got to spare a bed. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, first of all, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to get through this point where I'm so broke. I can't even do anything mm. where, but yeah, I, I got to 60 sessions and that's, you know, coming from being pretty broke to 60 incredible. sessions a week is, is incredible. you know, like you feel like you're doing it's pretty possible. well. Yeah, like you're definitely. like, wow, <laughs> you know, I finally can, I can go out for dinner and stuff and, and I don't have to do dishes. I was so proud when I, so my birthday is New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, and Capricorn. You yeah, Capricorn. Yeah, me too. Really? Third When's of your Jan, birthday? Third of Jan. Third of Jan. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so I was, I was working and then on my birthday, I said like, this is my last shift I'm doing. And I was so proud because I, because man, I was, washing dishes, like it's I'll do it, but man, it's not as fun as oh, personal yeah. I, training. I remember, I remember back in the day when I was like, you know, my teens, part-time job, washing dishes. You're like, how can people do this? You smell terrible. <laughs> oh my God, it's kitchen. like the worst hours. Yes. Chefs throw shit at That's you. And <laughs> Horrible times. Yeah. But yeah, it puts a lot into perspective. You're like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was so proud to like kind of finish that. Mm-hmm. But once I like got through that point and where I was finally making enough to sustain my lifestyle, I was still posting throughout this whole time, but I had this point where as soon as I got to 60 sessions, I mm. kind of thought, is this it? Yeah, right. Because I'm always thinking forward. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is tiring. Like I was doing 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. So the hours weren't a bother because I was used to the hard work, but I was like, if this is what it looks like from from now to when I'm 60, like it's this is hard yakka. It's like, not sustainable. Imagine if I have a family, like oh, I'm man. never going to see yeah, my kid. I'm never going to see my wife. Like it was really hard to sustain a relationship through that time. Of course. And I was like, man, so I was posting online and stuff like that. And then that's when I started picking up my first clients being online. And then I had this transition point where I was doing face to face and where I increased my rates because I wanted to make time because some people would drop off so mm. that I could do More online, online training stuff, and yeah. then as I got busier online I started to charge more and then I was working like half the amount making the same but then also having the benefit of online training yeah exactly and I was like man Norma should be doing this I, because you have so much value to give definitely on the radar you know especially with my sort of handstand stuff I've been doing a lot of physical workshops face to face which is very important obviously but yeah um I found that a lot of um, my clients that come to these workshops, uh, w- they, they want to have something to be able to take away and continue with. So, you know, putting together like a program, mm. uh, you know, a, cons- a, a concisive handstand program, things like that are things I need to work on. Yeah, um, there's things like, you know, you could have handstand programs exactly. that are, say, one-off things that take them through 12 weeks or exactly. there's the subscription exactly. model where you can have, you know, so much. I should like talk you to can you record. about it. Yeah, yeah, we should have a chat after the podcast. Definitely, definitely, have, definitely have a chat about it. Just because I think that you have so much to give. Yeah, thank you. Know? you. Thank I have a question. Why do you think people should do yoga? Oh, why do you think people should do yoga? Look, it's... Actually, quickly. Yeah. Maybe try bring your mic because it, it's kind it's of... It's kind of fading in and out. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Um, bring the cord around to the front. Yep. Just quickly. Yeah, just so it doesn't keep falling okay, that way. And also because I think the camera is going that way. The All mic right. might cover your face. Okay. We don't want to get your beautiful face covered. <laughs> Why should people do yoga? Yoga, there, it's yoga really changed my my world. To be honest, you know, um, 
Yoga is the union of mind, body, and spirit. Um, and especially in the, the sort of the lifestyles we live in this day and age, there's so many pressures and it's just, there's so much. The older you get, it feels like, you know, you've got more things to kind of, more challenges to deal I with definitely in so vibe many with ways. <laughs> and um, yoga is just something that centers me, you know? Um, it's something that brings me to the present moment. Um, and sometimes you need that just to block out everything else that's happening in your world, to have moments of quiet and mm. focus and you can come out of that and see things from a different perspective if that makes mm. sense you know and the yoga practice also really highlights a lot about the person that you are you know and where you at are at in your in, in, in this time of your life you know mm. a lot of the things that happen on the mat are very reminiscent of things that happen off the mat you know you see people that are impatient they can you know lose like just the way you react to the challenges of the practice itself mm. um is like a mirror <laughs> of how you are you know out off that mat. that might be why i'm terrified of <laughs> yoga <laughs> Literally, i might see you know, who i really am so much self-discovery in yoga it is a discovery of self the whole mm. practice is about you um good and bad everything comes up you mm. know but also the physical aspect obviously the healthy aspect of it the philosophies behind it so mm. it's 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 become like a, a lifestyle for me there's there's no day that goes past me you know i have one or two days where i you know my body needs to rest and i won't do yeah. a physical practice of yoga but pretty much it's something i do every day of my life you know mm. in some way shape or form whether it's practicing it mentally or physically um mm. So yeah, everyone should do yoga um, just to discover a little bit more about themselves, you know, mm. how you, the relationship that you have with yourself, the relationship you have with the rest of the world, you know. Mm. Um, and yeah, finding those moments of presence is so important because there's so much noise constantly in yeah. our lives and our heads. Um, and yoga actually is the practice, the physical practice of, the, of yoga is was set up initially just to, prepare the body for meditation or the mind for meditation, you know, because it quietens the mind enough to be able to sit down and meditate and have even more clarity and even more presence. Um, mm. So yeah, everyone should do yoga, 100%. Yeah, I was talking <laughs> about this with my wife actually. Okay. Because she, <laughs> I kind of made a joke about her Maybe it was about a month ago. And I said, oh, are you about to do your annual session of yoga? <laughs> she does it <laughs> once a year. <laughs> but but every week yeah. she's like, I want to do yoga. Yeah. I want to do Just yoga. Just do it. Come to my class. She's pregnant at the moment. Oh, okay. So after. She'll, yeah, yeah. She'll get back into it after. She's really hanging yeah. to do it. But yeah. every time she does it, she feels amazing. Of yeah? course. And, and we were talking about it. It's so, so we were having this discussion about sustainability. And I'd love to talk to you about it. Not really regarding yoga, but also just people entering older age where yeah. sarcopenia or mm. loss of muscle. Am I going to be able to do a handstand at 70? Yeah, like this Probably. sort of stuff like comes through. I think you will. I think I will. Um, <laughs> but it's – so she loves it every time. But she, she said it's it's not really physical. Mm. It's more like how you feel. And she actually said the same thing. It's, yeah. it's to get you into meditation. Absolutely. So she was saying that and I was like, yeah, I guess like – well, I have no – Real experience, yeah. like the only yoga I've done is like minimal. Yeah. First time I fell asleep, yeah. you know, I, I, just, <laughs> like you know, I wasn't people. really focused. Like at the end, where I was lying on my back, <laughs> holding my stomach, and she was 
the lady was saying, you know, that the, the sun is like warming your heart yeah. and your belly and stuff. And I was just like, gone. I was this. just like, that's the last thing it's, I heard. I was like, yeah, see ya. Yeah. Like, I was just. It's gone. really funny because most people's first experience of yoga generally isn't that great, actually. They're like, oh my it God. wasn't that great. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It, uh, most people. And I think for me, when I. It's, you can spot. A beginner a mile away, obviously, you know, right just from the mat. <laughs> just right, yeah. <laughs> right on? from the mat that they carry into the studio. So the <laughs> fact that with every, you know, um key that you give for a posture, they're looking around, trying to look at the person next to them, you're like, okay. And then, you know, they might have an idea of what yoga is. The worst thing, actually something that's really funny that girls <laughs> do all the time, and I'm like, why do you do this? You know, you'll I'll find some of my students that are, you know, females, they'll 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 bring their they'll bring a date to yoga, no. right? Oh my word. And more That's often the date's than not, fault for showing up. <laughs> more often than not, it's you know a big hunky guy, you know, <laughs> full of muscles, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do yoga." Comes in sweating bullets after five minutes. <laughs> the flexibility is not there. His ego is completely destroyed, I can relate. and they never come back. I'm like, "Why would you do that?" You know, yeah, you just why like would you set do him that? up to yeah, hate to yoga fail, exactly. for the rest of his life. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, aside from that, the struggle is real when you first start doing yoga. Not nobody's, you know, completely flexible. When most people aren't flexible, they're not strong, and that's why they do it in the first place. But mm. if you can push through those initial months of, you know, so obviously start from an essentials program, start from the beginning. You know, mm. don't just jump into an open class or an advanced class because you'll never go back. You know, you'll be so disheartened by looking around at what other people can do and you can't do. Mm. Um, the, the, you won't come back to that class so for me especially when i see these beginners those are the people i need to encourage even more yeah you, you know need to pour that I, need out. To, I need to just reinforce the fact that it's okay i was there trust me yeah. i remember a time where i couldn't touch my toes i looked around i was like there is no way on earth i would be able to do all these things yeah and look at me now five you know seven years into practice becoming a teacher this that and the other i've gone way beyond all of my expectations i remember my mm. first class i was this body conscious had a teacher shirt on some trackies you know trackies uh, yeah, yeah i was just not so, even leggings not even no not even <laughs> no leggings way. you know um this person that can touch their toes and this that and the other so it's been a mad journey hey mm. um and you know to realize the capabilities or the potential within myself has been it changes you You're, you think you know if i can do this i can literally do anything you know and, and that's something mm. that is so prevalent in my mind when i teach just to remember that beginner mindset it's so important it's so important um mm. to just because you know as we evolve in in our practice um it's easy to also forget what it feels like to be a beginner, you know? Um, so yeah, that's something I'm very, very conscious of in my classes. Yeah, I can definitely relate. Mm -hmm. Like I, so Leah Simmons, I did her class yeah. on oh. Monday. Oh, first time. Yeah. Yeah, first yeah. time doing a kayak it's class. Insane, like it's, it? it's insane. It was close enough to yoga yeah. or Pilates for me and yeah. sweating bullets, me, yeah. straight away. Oh my goodness. Like it was yeah. crazy. So yeah. we had to do this thing. Um, if you're listening, I'm kind of doing- Your so arms like, are out. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, so, no. So it was elbows in Okay. like this. Yep. And then you had to reach up and I think inhale. It's, it's this, yeah. Yeah, it was- that. Yeah, I remember doing it. Oh, oh man. Mate. Did you do the one where it was you like have the, your arms yeah, out? At the end. Oh my God, I was I'll like, I'll get to that. I'll who get am to I? that. Who <laughs> am I? I'll get to that. That's so incredible. this one, yeah. first of all, my traps are still sore oh. today. Traps. <laughs> I was like, that was like I can shrug 200. <laughs> you, know? you know, I got strong shoulders. All this kind of, and 
That was a mind over matter so situation went, yeah, right there. Yeah. I went straight up, straight oh, down. Man. First two minutes, breeze. Dead. But then I started then slowing. Exactly. And then it felt like I was overhead pressing yeah. like 90, 90 kilos. kilos. I was like, whoa, yeah. what is this? And then there these, so there's these older ladies yeah. beside me. And just, they can do it. <laughs> I'm sitting here going. Like, just shaking like yeah, an old car. That, that whole Kyra experience is next oh. level, isn't it? My, I, I think I cried by the end of it because I was so emotional. So much stuff had she was been saying, turned up in She me. was saying it's a metaphor you know? for life. Oh, man. She's it's like, it's else. not even a physical experience. Yeah, and I was really like, that's so not. true. Because yeah, this was like, it, this isn't hard. I'm doing it now. Yeah. But like, it was like my mental chat. Exactly. Are you going to keep doing this? Exactly. Are you going to put your hands up again? Exactly. Are you going to try and keep that speed? And even though I was like, in my head, I was still doing the same yeah. speed, but in real <laughs> life, body. it was like yeah. slow motion. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I mean. You've got to pull those powers of like yeah. mind over matter. It, it really tested me on so many levels, but yeah. I loved it. It was, a, it was an experience in itself. So to jump to the arms out pose. <laughs> arms so, so we did the, the breathing and then we did a workout part, squats, yeah. side planks, planks. I didn't find that too hard. Too challenging. Um, except for when we were doing the single leg glute bridge and then yeah. one leg was going up pointing down up i was like oh my glutes are on fire and and she's like legs straight but i'm so tight yeah my legs like you can't straighten (laughs) yeah i'm trying to straighten my leg to the roof but it's super bent and i was like oh this looks ridiculous so yeah we get to this point where we're sitting there and And it's right at the end as well isn't it yeah arms out to the side like this pinkies to the Mm -hmm. sky so you're twisting your hand up and two minutes maybe three minutes i was okay yeah and then then it couldn't handle it yeah so I actually, so I didn't know when to open my eyes or close yeah. my eyes because it was like my first class. I was like, are we meditating? Yeah. Are we? <laughs> Taking a little pee. So yeah, I was like looking yeah. around like, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Is everyone still got their arms <laughs> up? Yeah. I'm dying. Am I just standing yeah. there like this? And like people had their arms up, but I, yeah. like I had to bring them in mm. and then bring them out again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, kind yeah. of shake yeah. it out because like my shoulders were on we're just fire. I, I, I experienced exactly the same thing, you know. Yeah. I, at one point I was like, oh my goodness, how much longer is this going to take? And, I, and I'm on my hands all the time. I, I mean, yeah, hands are my thing, yeah, but true. still... This was like next level. Um, yeah, but what what an experience! Everyone should experience Kaya. Yeah, and it was it was during the time she was doing like motivational chats, chats the throughout whole way. The, you know, the like whole she's way. like, "Don't give up." You, you know, you yeah, are better you, than you this. Can you can do, do this. anything. You can do anything. Yeah, I and also, and I love it. And 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 I was actually telling her, I was like, "This is what it felt like." So I spent prompt from probably 14 years old to 22 at church. Yeah, why? Well, heavily. Mm. I was like, it felt like a church session. Yeah, right. Like, so I was like, my hands were warm, like yeah. the Holy Spirit was touching my hands. <laughs> it's like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, whoa, this is like powerful. And Absolutely. It is powerful stuff. Yeah, and Very one thing I said stuff. was, like, like when we were trying to meditate and our arms were out and stuff like this, I had so many thoughts in my head yeah. and there was many decisions that I had to make that I've been putting away for a while. Yeah. And mainly to do with Team Rock Ashby and like the business and life and all that kind of stuff. So I'm also having a baby in January. So yeah, there's like congrats. things going through yeah, my so head. Much. And I made like 10 decisions on the spot. Mm. I was like, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do that. And I was like, I kind of needed this emptiness to get these things out of the way. Exactly. But I felt like I couldn't meditate because I had these thoughts in my way. Exactly. And there were so many of them. I kind of needed that time to tick them off. And so I could be so could empty or space. have Make space, space for that. Because exactly. I, I'm always like... I need something to do. Mm. And I'm even, exactly the same. And even when it's silent, I'm like, let's put some music on in the background. <laughs> and my wife is like, 
just sit there in silence. And yeah. I'm like, but I let's can't. just put some music yeah, on. Why like, not? I yeah. love music. <laughs> yeah, we sound like very similar beings in that sense, you know. And that's one of the reasons that, like, you know, I've meditation is like something that I've recently gotten into as well. So um, how do you meditate? I'm I'm so, I'm legit curious yeah, because uh, I because I have this thing that I do, yes. and I'll, I'll I'll tell you after. But, okay. But what do so you do? meditation. That's the, the next. Like, even though I came into yoga and you know the whole calming thing and presence and all this stuff, I'm still such a busy body. I need to be mm. doing something. If I'm not doing something, like you said, you know, listening to music, my mind is always busy. I'm like, when yeah. is this going to slow down? Um, and at some point I discovered, you know, Vedic meditation. Okay, Sorry, so can you say that again? It's called Vedic meditation. Vedic. Vedic. It's based on the Vedas, which is like an old yogic script, um, basically just teaching you how to live a good life, etc. Um but yeah, Vedic meditation is a different, there's so many styles of meditation out there. Um, you know, breath counts, all this kind of stuff, um, focusing, visualization, all this stuff. I've tried all of them, but I didn't really, I wasn't feeling them. It's not mm. something that, so anyway, at a point in my life, I kept um, getting almost like messages. Like, you know, when things happen that are not, just coincidence like you feel like I've a message is coming to you and actually in vedic meditation they call it the charm it's called the charm and it basically means you're listening to your instincts your your instincts are open and, and there are messages coming to you to sort of lead from you in a, dursing, in a certain direction messages coming from who it's almost like signs in your life like opportunities it's just like if you put something out there or you are present enough to know that there are things your your your, your life journey is leading you in a certain way you know yeah um and I just kept being surrounded or having encounters with people that kept talking about Vedic meditation. I'm like, what is this? You know, mm. but more than three, four, five people I'd come across and somewhere in our conversation, Vedic meditation would come up. Right. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to look into this Vedic meditation. And what I, from what I could understand at the time, it's based on, you know, uh, the Vedic scriptures, but also the technique was based on focusing on a sound, right? And a mantra. Okay where you repeat the sound like repetitively for 20 minutes. Like a chant? Yeah, like a chant, okay? Or a word or something, you know? Um, so I looked into it, I was like, who does Vedic meditation in, um, you know, in Sydney? And, you know, I found a place in, in, in Bondi. It's one of the biggest meditation centers, you know, in Sydney. And lo and behold, they, they were starting a course like the next day, you know? Oh. I know, and I'm challenge like, here we go. On. Yeah, yeah, you know, challenge on. And it's and that's what I mean by, you know, when, when you sort of, delve a little bit deeper into Vedic meditation, the charm, that sort of instinctive pull that you have towards something. Yeah. Um, and at that time, it was just meant to be that I I, I went down that path, you know? Mm. And there was something that was extremely helpful to me, especially over COVID where, you know, there was a lot of isolation. I was in my mind a lot. And, you know, it's just, it was a way of just bringing your awareness and presence to one thing and, and really that's what meditation is when you think about meditation you think about oh you know not thinking of anything actually no it's a one point focus You're yeah that's what i thought it was and that's thing. why i always struggled yeah i was like i can't just sit here and think of nothing that's right you but have to think of something yeah, so you they need give kind you of like word. a distraction but yeah, the right distraction exactly so when you start vedic meditation um your sort of um teacher will give you a mantra a word that doesn't really mean anything it's just it sounds like you word of the day. Yeah, you know, but you, you, it doesn't mean anything. You can't tell anyone that word. Nobody else knows that word apart from me and my teacher. And you're supposed to go away, sit down for twenty minutes, and you know they dispel all those myths of like, oh, you have to be upright, and you just sit in a comfortable position. 
You sit in a comfortable oh, position, nice. you close your eyes and you just say this word for 20 minutes. And Out loud? No, in your head, mm. right? But it, it's challenging trying to say any word for 20 minutes Ooh. and see how the minute you, you're like, yep, I'm, this is this is good. I'm getting into it. And then within two, two minutes, you're thinking about dinner. You're thinking about your partner. You're thinking about what you've got to do tomorrow. Da, da, da. And then you're like, oh, I've got to pull back in. And it's that constant journey of pulling yourself back into that present moment, mm. back into that word, you know. And over time, you have moments of just clearness, you know, mm. whether it's. 30 seconds where there's no you and over time you actually forget about the mantra as well right. and that's where that clarity comes you know so it's such an interesting and definitely the best form of meditation in terms of what resonated with me and what felt like it worked you mm. know something that i could um discipline myself enough to do every day for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon you come out re-energized you come out clearer there's space to look at things from a clearer perspective rather than your mind boggling with all kinds of thoughts and you're trying to, you know, solve a problem but your head is all over the place. You just There's just so much more clarity, so much more yeah. presence, calmness. Um, so, yeah, meditation is something that I'm definitely trying to pursue, um, you know, more. I'm going on a course in December that's purely on Vedic meditation. Um, but, yeah, meditation is a good thing. And it, yoga prepares you for meditation. Yeah, is that something that you'd look at putting into your work um look a part of the yoga practice it's not uncommon to go to a yoga practice and then at the end a teacher will offer meditation um it's really I, short though like yeah, there's not much time not like much how time do you fit that into a 45 for me, minute for me class. meditation is more like my personal thing it's not yeah. something that i've gotten to a stage where i feel like i'm i'm you know i have enough knowledge to to share or perhaps you know want to share it's yeah. just something for me you it's know helped you through this, personal things yeah absolutely you know it's my kind of go-to um mm. whether there comes a time where i might want to share that with the world or feel like i should share it um definitely that you know it we'll see time will tell you know there mm. was a time where i started yoga i'd never imagined that i'd be teaching yoga yeah. um and here i am or have followers like, I right, do this. right you know so you just don't know where your um life path will take you but for now it's something that i know that i need for my own personal um mm. development for my mental health um so yeah yeah. yeah, I have this thing that I do and I started actually when I started going to church. So I used to just wake up and pray every day. It oh, was my first thing. Yeah. And I didn't do the Lord's Prayer. I didn't find that that meant anything to me. Mm -hmm. I was just like, that's just something that people say. Yeah. Like at funerals, at weddings, it's just a thing. It's not Brock's thing. Yeah. So I, I wrote this list on a piece of paper and just... I was always kind of addicted, not a, yeah, maybe addicted to gratitude, and I was like, oh, so important. Yeah, so so the main reason I went to church or or maybe sought something out that was bigger than life or bigger than what I was going through was because I lost my mum when I was young. Oh, no. So I was a bit looking for something. Mm -hmm. I was definitely open and maybe charm. Yes, you know, yes. charm, charm charmed me yes. into going to church. Yeah. So my friend invited me to go watch him dance. It was at a church. I was like, he was a crumper. <laughs> This is brilliant. A crumper. This is brilliant. Like Christian crumps yeah. thing. I'm not sure what? if you know, but Christian crump. Christian crump. Get out of here. At the point. So shout out to me, Huddle. He, uh, he was actually in. Uh, he, he was yeah. actually on a podcast. Okay, I'll have to. Listen Still to a it. great friend. Yeah. Uh, and now he's in like New Zealand's biggest band, playing Incredible. keyboard. Incredible. Right, but he got me into church, and he yeah. was like, "Yeah, man, we're just doing a crump thing. You want to come watch?" I was like, oh, "I got sure. nothing better to do. I'll come watch this." <laughs> Um, so he crumped at church and I was like, oh, this is quite cool. And then he's like, oh man, why don't you come Sunday? Because he mm. was like Christian and he was like, come. 
and he was a great friend at, at school. And yeah. I was like, sweet, man. So I went and I sat at the back on the heaters. <laughs> I was like, I'm cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm too cool for this, right? Yeah. Uh, end of the session, I'm like crying, you oh, know, and I'm like melting. Profound, and yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. So pretty much from then on, I was like in church for a while. I got involved in singing, writing songs, music and all that kind of stuff. And I was like doing gratitude. And I was like, so I had this list, I would say like, Thanks first for everything that Absolutely. I, my dad, Absolutely. you know, my brother, my friends. Mm. Um, and then I just had this big prayer list, the things that I would pray for. Yeah. And it was just like, it started with that, my friends and all that stuff. And then it went to a different place of the things that I had. So simple things, clothes on my body. It's, it's so important. You know, um, food on the table, mm. money in my wallet. Mm. Um, smile on my face, breath in my lungs, real simple things. Absolutely. Yeah. And this, this, for me as well, this is something that um, from a very young age, my mum instilled in me. And through times of like challenge, when things mm. aren't really going well, it's so important to, instead of looking at what you don't have, look at what you do have. You yeah. know, be grateful for the things that you do have. And, you know, that's something that's been instilled in me from a very, very young age. And I'm grateful <laughs> for my mom instilling that kind of knowledge in me just to keep things real. You know, I think people have lost that. Oh, totally. People totally, lack gratitude totally, for sure. Totally, you know. Um, and it just sets you straight in your head. It's, you will ne you, it, it's, that's definitely something on a daily basis, you know, mm. I try and remind myself of things that I'm grateful for rather than focus on the things I don't have right now. Yeah, which is know? very easy as well. Like, especially with social media, it's very easy to see what people have oh, that you don't have that you would like. Of course. But yeah, it's a real superpower. Mm. And and the it started off with, I'm grateful to breathe today. Like, yeah. because, you know, once you've seen your, your mother breathe Take her last breath. breath, you're like, like, you know, the value wow. of a breath. And, and uh, you know, from doing breath work yourself, you know how important it is. But to acknowledge that you had a million breaths today is yes, crazy. So it, it would start from there. And I would work through all the things that I had. And then I'd, I'd actually, and I don't know if this is meditation still, but it was on my prayer list. I'd pray for the things that I wanted. Yeah. So I wanted to, like, you know, when I was at church, I want to be, like, number one singer. <laughs> you know, I want to write amazing songs yeah. that people remember. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I want to be a generous person because... Um, the worship pastor at the church, Nathan Phillips, who's like a second dad to me, mm -hmm. still to this day, was the most generous person. Incredible. He would he would never stop shouting me food, yeah. and it always made me feel like guilty. But that guilt turned into I want to be generous. like him. Exactly. I was like I want to be generous, exactly. and then I was like asking like my friends and especially Nate at the time, like man, how do you be generous? Mm. Like I don't have money, yeah. and he was like, it's, it's more <laughs> than acts, money. Yeah, yeah, acts, acts of service, but or, also with yeah. the little money you have, if you do want to be generous with yeah. that, you know, there's a quote that I love from the Bible that like oh, I can't really remember what it is, but it's mm. like, he who is given little will be given many of type of thing, or yeah. like you know, if you're entrusted with little, you'll be entrusted with many type of thing. So like, what you do with what little you have matters, matters because matters so then much. you'll be entrusted with more if you treat it with exactly. respect. Exactly. Like if you have not much money and you just spend Squander it on it. shitty things yeah. and just you know do selfish acts, then I don't think you'll ever be entrusted with heaps because then what's going to happen then? Mm -hmm. You're just going to just squander it. Yeah, yeah, like you will do nothing good with it. So I was like on that, and then. I would finish it with all these proverbs. So my favorite quote is, lazy hands make for poverty, diligent hands bring for wealth. Right. And that is Proverbs 10.4, I think. And I like that was like my mantra, probably this mm. still to my yeah. still to this day in my life. Yeah. It's what I follow. And it's yeah. not necessarily about being wealthy. No. It's more so about, you know, 
if you have lazy hands, not much is going to happen. Yeah. And if you have diligent hands, a, a, lot, a lot can, can happen. happen. You know, you can do anything you want. Yes. And it, and it does ring true with finance too, but it's it's more so you know wealth and relationships, wealth and happiness, wealth and fulfillment, and all to aspects in relationships. Of your life. Yeah, so I really love that. So I guess that was my my meditation, mm-hmm. and I think to come back to me focusing on something, I think that's why that works for me, and I still do it today because it gives me something to focus on. Absolutely. And I actually have a big list in my phone now on my notes, mm. and when I'm too busy, I say, "Hey Siri, can you read out my?" <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, "Oh no." Yeah, yeah, series reacted on my yeah. laptop. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, and I ask her to read it out if yeah. I'm uh, if I just if to I'm, reinforce it. If I'm driving, yeah. and, and it's like, thank you for your dad, <laughs> <laughs> your brother. Amazing. And it, but it's it the kind power of, it of sort of writing things down, and you know, visualization and all mm. that kind of stuff. It's very important. Like you know. I remember every, look, I still do it. Every year I have like, you know, a list of things that I want to achieve mm. by the end of the year or aims or goals. And it just gives you something to work towards, to feel like you're, you know, yeah. there's that sense of achievement after as well. And I actually um, think it, direction. Sorry, mm. I, I actually think it gives you the eyes or the mm. vision to see the charm. Of course. So I think with that Vedic meditation, and this is what I think, um, my meditation gives me mm-hmm. is I'm casting out what I want mm-hmm. and like the things I want and the things I'm grateful for and stuff like that. So I can actually see it because yeah, I'm aware of it. Of course. But I, but I think if I didn't bring my attention to things that I wanted, things that I wanted to be, mm-hmm. people that I loved, I wouldn't see it because I'm not aware of it. Of course. And, and you're manifesting it essentially by, you know, having yeah. that in your sights and mm. carrying that journey through to manifesting that initial thought You're kind or of idea. looking for opportunities yeah. for it to be there. But I think if you don't meditate or if you don't have this idea of what you want, yeah. the charm will be there, but you won't see it. You won't it. see it, exactly. Like, I think, you yeah, that's what you I was so thinking. succinctly put it, and yeah. that's what the charm is. That That's what it, it goes back to, that instinctual, you know, you're so present that you can feel that energy and the direction that you're, I mean, in life we have so many, we have choice, right? Mm. Um, so many choices, and we can, Whatever with whatever we have, we have the ability to do good or bad with it, or excel or not, be lazy, be you know, be be hardworking. It's life is all about choices. Mm. But also, you know, when you are on a path and you're pretty sure about the path that you want to go, there are always things that will come to you to help you to dissuade you, perhaps mm. you know. Um, and it's just being present enough to 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 see the right signs and yeah. follow them and take those opportunities yeah. that come. And if you're not present and you're not aware, you're going to miss a billion opportunities. Yeah. Or take the wrong ones. Or take the wrong ones. Because right? there's great ones and there's, I'm, I'm sure there's a charm and then there's a negative Absol- sort of charm. Absolutely. I'm not sure what, it, what the word would be. Absolutely. But. Because you could argue that, okay, well, charm made me um, a, a drug addict or whatever. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was attracted and that's not a good charm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's again, it's all about choices and, and being present enough to make the right choices and the mm. choices that will help you evolve as a human and, and help you evolve, um, you know, in the way that you are of service to the world you know um mm. so yeah there's so much in it um and it's something that i've literally just started kind of getting my hands into over nice. the past year and stuff and i'm interested to see you know how i evolve through this and what it brings into my world you know yeah it's something i'm definitely pursuing too mm. like i have that gratitude list and that's been my thing that i've had like i literally put my ideal person that i wanted yeah. to yeah. M- to marry yeah oh, wow. when i was 14 and have you you've married that person yeah look at that but it took me a few like i thought it was someone else once yeah, and i yeah, thought it yeah. was this person right. but i kept it in that list yeah and now 
you know, I've taken it out and re- and <laughs> like you found and, it. and replaced it with gratitude. But yeah. I was like, so you good. know, I want a woman that makes me better. I want a woman yeah. that's this. I want a woman that's that. And it wasn't like, you know, I wanted her to look like this or look yeah. like that because that's, it was just you know, that's pretty, yeah. you know, that's just whatever it's it is. It's very shallow. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the yeah. stuff that sustains that counts. Of course. So it's definitely helped me to like attain things as well. Not that m- my, my wife is something that I attain, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's cast that knit out so, sure. I, so that I can see the charm. So yeah. I definitely want to see how my meditation type of yeah. adapts as well. You should definitely check it out then. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, it's, and a lot of it is online as well. You don't have to, yeah. you know, I started doing it online because it was in the middle of COVID that I just But 20 minutes this. scares me. You know, like that's the thing sca- I know, but I'm you like know, 20 and minutes, yeah. I can do mine in five. It seems like uh, an exceptionally long period of time, mm. but it's, I invite you or just, just to give it a go. You I know, accept Just the try, yeah, no, seriously. Go and check out the guys at Bondi Meditation Center. Mm. Um, and just the philosophy that comes around it as well. So we have, um, the, they have these sessions where, uh, you know, once a week or twice a week, they have group meditations. Mm. And over COVID, it actually became an online group thing. So, you know, 40, 50, 60 people would line would sign yeah. in. Nice. And we would meditate together for 20 minutes. So complete silence for 20 minutes. And then an hour and after, after we would talk about things. It was just discussion, open discussion, anything to do with the Vedas or Vedic meditation or things that came up in your meditation. And that was actually a very valuable thing to be a part of because you just, I don't know, it just, we could talk about anything. You could talk about anything. What the challenges that come up in your meditation, Mm. you know, why 20 minutes as opposed to five or this or that, you know? Um, And that's part of it as well. Just, Just knowing so much more the depth of this style of meditation. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I really think you would. Yeah, I'd like to give it. it a go. Yeah. yeah, I think I would get a lot out of I it. I think you I would. think emptying of the brain for me yeah. is a very good <laughs> it's thing. Very important. Yeah. So I wanted to come back to a question around what my wife and I were talking about in terms of sustainability mm. and a training format that can last the years yeah. because I feel like there's a lot of so I'm mainly doing online personal training and mm. people trying to build muscle and lose yeah. fat yeah. and I come from a very sustainable way I'm like we're not training twice a day yeah. you know we're not doing crazy diet things that won't last longer than two days or three days like if you can do the diet now you can do it six months later yeah one year later five years later then that's the diet we're going to do we're just going to make small tweaks okay and 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 all that kind of stuff so sustainability is always at the forefront of my mind yep. And I was, I was talking with my wife around, uh, like, I was like, imagine weightlifting three times a week, doing yoga two times in the middle. I was like, is that like a super sustainable program? <laughs> I was like, is that the most sustainable program in yeah. the world? Because, so in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'd love to actually chat to you about it. With yoga, if you did that every day, I was mm-hmm. like, is that enough stimulus for the muscles to increase bone density enough to help protect them as they get older. So Absolutely. I'm talking like yeah. 60, 70 or maybe Look, even I, 50s. I, rem- I think the oldest yoga teacher that's still alive actually is in her 90s. And you should see the things Crazy. that this woman can still do with her body. Wow. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I'm very, very confident that this is a modality that I will probably be doing till the rest for the rest of my life. Like it's not like weightlifting that's so challenging on the body and mm. so demanding on the body that – you know, there's a, there's a shelf life attached to that. Mm. Um, and with the yoga practice as well, you know, obviously there's different levels of yoga. There's yeah. so many different levels of yoga. Okay, maybe, um, you know, at, at the age of 90, 
I might not be able to, my repertoire might not be as huge in terms mm. of the things I can do, but I'll still be able to do a lot, you yeah. know? Um, and most importantly, it's the practice of yoga that keeps your body and mind healthy, you mm. know? Um, it's not something that's supposed to be uh, an experience of suffering, you know? You're not supposed yeah. to be on a yoga mat suffering in any way shape or form that's the actually. only experience i've had on a yoga mat <laughs> well maybe that <laughs> trying to touch back. my toes that's <laughs> yeah. suffering man. and that's it you know this is something i preach about all the time in my class you know we, yoga is not about suffering it's not about looking at the person next to you who can pretty much you know lay their chest flat on the floor by folding forwards and you can't you can barely touch your toes mm. and it's your ego that is going to push you to that place where you're like well if they can do it i can do it you don't know their history yeah, you don't know me. how often they've practiced you're comparing and it's your ego actually that's getting in the way you're not listening to your body anymore mm. if you're feeling I, I, I want something i say a lot when especially when we're kind of you know in certain yoga poses you've got to fold forwards and it's that point where you know you see all the guys that are inflexible they can't touch their toes and they're like you know trying so hard i'm like look you know don't compare yourself to the person over there who is looking like they can sleep in a fold you know Seriously. um but that person is actually struggling to feel anything because they've they've gone way beyond their mm. threshold of flexibility you can't touch your toes but you can feel all the feels the hamstrings <laughs> yeah. burning up this so you should be lucky actually you're yeah. you're, in, you're in the better position mm. you know but yeah it's all about balance as well um and just listening to your body essentially listening to your body so you know anyone that has a terrible experience of yoga is probably down to the fact that they're you know in the wrong class or maybe not a great teacher maybe not listening to your body and knowing where your threshold lies you mm. know um so sorry to jump in so do you think yoga is on its own, something that's going to be sustainable all Definitely. the way through. I think so. Mm. Definitely. Because my People only question, ask me. yeah, because mm. my only question was like, you know, and I have older people in my life that are like yeah. fragile, and I'm like, yeah. I wish they lifted weights. And it doesn't like I'm not talking squatting a hundred mm. kilos. I'm just like resist. So I, I shouldn't say lifting weights, resistance training. Okay. You know, whether that's body weight, whether yeah. that's bands, bands, whether that's a one kg dumbbell. Yeah. I don't care. But I'm like just something to make mm. you a bit more robust. Yeah. Right. A bit more less fragile yeah. so that you can actually just walk exactly. or like kneel down exactly. without like, oh, 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 and, and, oh and, and I made it. it. And like that's it. It's such you a know, victory this is, dance. This is exactly what yoga does. It kind of, it also reverses the, you know, the effects of modern day living. You know, people that come into our classes and they're hunched over, they can't open up their chest because our lives are on computers and yeah. freaking, you know, um, mobile phones. We're hunched over all the time. And I see old people that have had no experience of yoga or anything like that. And I feel sorry for them because th th their lives have dictated how their bodies have become come in their old age like you, you wish know? they did it 20 years uh, earlier exactly, 10 years earlier exactly and that's one thing i'm so grateful for that i found yoga mm. earlier in my life because i know that this is something i can take with me you know for the whole duration yeah um, like i said one of the oldest yoga teachers in the world is like at the age of 95 and she's still doing her thing yeah um still looking great still being able to move um so yeah definitely yoga is one of those um you know, modalities that I think is definitely sustainable mm. for the duration. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 100%. Quick question before we do three questions just to wrap it up. What is the key to nailing a handstand? Practice. People always say to me, oh, how do you get so good? It's, you have to put the work in. Technique, you know, you obviously have to know the right technique. Yeah. But you've got to put in the hard yards. You have to. And I went through a lot of, you know, not pain, but yeah, a lot of frustration, mental yeah. pain. It's such a skill. It's such a skill. Like I try and to think of the like of the equivalent, like 
doing your first push-up or mm. doing your first pull-up. Like mm. those are amazing feats. Yeah. But handstands like a next level. Oh my God. And you know, for me, my handstand journey, when uh, when my handstands really, when that journey really began was when after I did um, like a, you know, eight day immersion with one of the, you know, greatest handstand sort of coaches. And it was an immersion in Thailand over several days. And this guy broke me. Like everything I thought I knew, I was, you know, an emerging handstand up. You know, my handstand looked terrible. I couldn't hold it for very long. Um, and it, he just broke everything down. I had to start from scratch. So How my, frustrating. Ego, it, my ego was destroyed. How I was like, but I can, I can balance myself. <laughs> and now you're telling me that it's not good. And I have to start again. And then all of a sudden I couldn't balance because I'm learning all these new things. Yeah. And my body wasn't used to it. And then I came back from the um, immersion and then COVID hit. COVID hit. We were in lockdown. Mm. So what did I do? Spent months in my bedroom handstanding. Literally hours. Hours a day on my hands, you know, um, doing videos, assessing my progress. And yeah. I'd love to see those videos. I think you should post them. I probably should actually. You should. This is day one of the pandemic. That's such a good idea. That's such a good idea. But yeah. I re-immersed myself into, but it's something that I really was so passionate about nailing. I was like, man, now that I know the technique, I want to know what I can, I I want to know how far I can take this. But at Mm. the end of the day, it's all about practice. You know, you can come to one of my workshops and I'll teach you all the tools, but you've got to go away and do them. You've got to do these drills. You've got to, you know, be disciplined enough to come back with every you know, pain point that you have. And every day is different, you know. Mm. Today might be like, oh, mentally I'm just not up for it. Or my wrists have had enough. Or my shoulders have had enough. And you've just got to push. And, and as you're kind of conditioning your body to, to be upside down in a steady way all the time. And then you start learning about dynamic movements upside down as well. There's a lot of pain points that you go through. I had so many, you know, instances where my shoulder was out, this was out, that was out, probably because I was doing it too much, but also your body getting used to new things, you know, moving in different ways and holding yourself up in different ways. And, um, but yeah, you've got to put in the hard work. Mm. It's as simple as that. Yeah. If you want to do a better handstand, you got to do more handstands. If you want to do a better wheel, you got to do more wheels, you Mm. know, Simple as that. So there's a lot of discipline involved. Yeah. Sim- 100%. Simple is really hard for people to grasp because they they almost want something so complicated to justify why they can't do it or why mm. they can't get better. Because if it's complicated, it's like, oh, I can't do That's that because reason. of this, this, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. just like, just practice. Exactly. And then they have to take ownership, which yeah. is hard. It's very hard. But necessary. But very, very necessary, yeah. you know. Um, and it's it's. I think that's where kind of the yoga practice has helped me as well, you know. That sense of discipline, they call it tapas in yoga, you know, that tapas. sense of, yeah, like, of, of just discipline, regardless of the weather, regardless of how you're feeling today, get on that mat, do your thing. Mm. Yeah, your body might not feel like doing this today, but maybe this will be enough today, mm. but just do it. <laughs> That's also why I like, so I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm still a white belt. I've been doing it for about a year. Yeah. But that's the difference between a white belt and a black belt. Yeah. It's practice. Exactly. It's technique, but ultimately it's showing up. Absolutely. And it's showing just, up. it's that's like practice, practice, mm-hmm. practice. Like, and they still win with the same submissions. Yeah. They've just practiced it. So about many more times. A thousand times, yeah. 10,000 times. Right. And we're learning the same thing. And I'm like, that's not possible, man. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm doing it, but it doesn't work like yeah. that. But it's just practice. Yeah. It's just a more practiced That's person. Exactly like a right. white belt and a black belt is just literally how much little work? practice mm-hmm. 
to, to 10 to 12 That's years right. of practice. You become a master of what you do, you know. Um, mm. It's like anything, though, in life, whether you're an exceptional pianist, you didn't get that by just, you know, putting your feet up and <laughs> practicing half an yeah. hour a day. Mm. You know, you'll find that most people that are, have excelled in their craft or their skill have put in the hard yards. They're yeah. almost, almost an obsessive point. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. But yeah. I think you also have to be obsessed to actually be good of at course, something. Like, of course, I think people... Actually, this might be a bit of a tangent, but I think people are scared to be obsessed with something because then people are like, oh, you're too crazy. Or yeah, you're." Yeah, yeah. But I feel like there has to be a point in time where you are you crazy are to actually get really good at things. Like I was, I've been crazy about quite a lot of things, yeah. but like out of that time, I grew a lot. Mm. So when I was obsessed with music, mm. I went to jazz school and I majored nice. in jazz guitar. Amazing. I was obsessed with practice. I used to practice seven to eight hours a Incredible. day, just scales. Yeah, right. So boring. I yeah. hated it. Yeah. But at the same time, I loved it because I was getting so much better. Yeah. I was like remembering them. And then when I was doing a solo over a jazz piece, I was like, oh, that looks familiar. I so can just good. slide into here. And so then, good. oh, that scale looks similar. I can just slide into yeah. here. If I didn't know where the scales were, I you would just be, be able guessing. To do that. That's right. And I, but it took that seven to eight hours a day of practice to actually yeah. know where the scales are, yeah. know what it sounded like, mm. know what the song sounded mm. like. And it's just a small example, but like I feel like you have to be obsessed. Yeah, I, for I'm people that do stuff half an hour a day, yeah. and you know, like that's not like it's, I it's know we live busy it. lives, yeah, but, but it's not you have cut to make sacrifice yeah. somewhere and I, actually I, be a little bit yeah. obsessed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I there's I have no shame in saying that I'm obsessed with handstands. It's something mm. I love doing. I, yeah. I I get upside down every single day, yeah. like every single day. Um, any excuse. Um, but yeah. I, I completely agree with you. You have mm. to be. You have to have a, a level of obsession. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. So last three questions. <laughs> we've been going for how long? We've been going for now. I'll let you go soon. It's no, no, no. I'm just like I, I can't remember what, what are they going to be. I'm scared. An hour, <laughs> an hour fifteen, I think. Um, what's one thing you do every day to become better? So this is oh, the yeah. the Better with Brock podcast. Yeah, I know. I love self development. I, I love getting better, as you yeah. can probably tell. So, yeah. what's something you do every day to get better? For me, it's something I do every day to get better, as in you know, to better myself as a human. Is is yoga? Un like, not unfortunately, but you know, it's it's become it's become a lifestyle for me. You know, it's not a job. Um, I didn't start it with the intention of it being a job. It was to make me better <laughs> in mm. so many ways. Um, and also like we've touched on before, um, something that was definitely, I do every day to feel or to put perspective into things is that it's practicing gratitude. You mm. know, every day before I go to sleep, I reflect on my day and find something that I've been, not find, but acknowledge something that I'm grateful for, mm. you know? Um, and yeah, it's just puts your life into perspective a lot. Yeah. Um, like I said previously, um, focusing on the things that you do have as opposed to the things that you don't have. You know? Yeah, so which yeah. is simple but hard. Yeah, it's simple but hard. Yeah, I have a question around you doing now yoga for work. Mm. First of all, you did it for a release mm. from the corporate world mm. to let whatever you wanted to let out. Yep. But now it's a job. Mm. Has your relationship changed? changed? Because my relationship with working out... Yeah has definitely changed because that's what I coach all day. All the time. The, the, for me, the way it's changed is that I don't have, sadly, as much time 
for my own personal practice. So I That's really, exactly the same yeah. as me. It's so crazy. I love going to other people's classes. I love it. I want to hear someone else's voice. I want to move to someone else's beat, you know. Um, I want to be inspired by every class I go to, there is something to take away, whether it's positive or negative. You're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that in my class because that felt horrible yeah. or that was amazing or whatever, you know. But more so, it's just growing my own personal practice. So the busier I get, the more, you know, full on my life becomes I feel like there's less and less time to focus on my personal practice so I've better mm. be extremely selective about whose class I go to you know that time is so precious it better be you know worth it this better be a good class <laughs> I'm just letting you know exactly. before I put my mat down this better be good or I'm leaving exactly so I can't minutes. take this time back you know yeah. Um, but yeah that's definitely the one thing that has become hard it hasn't changed my opinion I think you know a lot of people say uh, you know when I, I loved something it was a passion and then I did it as a job and then I absolutely hated it I'm definitely not there mm. I'm definitely not there um but yeah, the one thing that I wish, you know, I could have more of is the ability to practice more, you know. Mm. But when I do practice, it's intense. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not as often as I used to, obviously. Yeah, I definitely know? feel the same. Like yeah. training used to be, I used to train as much as I could. Oh, same. And work was after. Or like, exactly. like even when I was a personal trainer, it was like, I'll mm. train. Work is like something I'll fill in the gaps with. Yeah. But now it's kind of like work is a priority yes. and I'll fill in the gaps with training. Exactly. So sometimes I'm like, I'll train for 30 minutes. Yeah. I never would have did that when yeah. I first started because I just loved it so much. Yeah. I still love it just as much, but I have, have to prioritize like to work prioritize. sometimes. Exactly. And it's a, yeah, I definitely find like, I, I still love it just as much, like you said. Mm -hmm. But yeah, finding the time to do it as much. And also... I really enjoy following other people's programs. I love following other people's so, programs. Yeah, just and, and just and like you said, you learn. Yeah. So, for example, last year I did another trainer's program mm. and we were doing pull-ups to a bent-over row, back-to-back, -back, no rest. And I was like, I get it, horizontal pull, vertical pull, it's a back superset. But the grip, I was like, my grip's on fire. Wow. I was like, I'm not going to do that. No. You know, I'm never going to program a pull-up where you're pulling your body. And then when you get strong, I was doing weighted pull-ups. So I'm adding weight, mm. pulling that weight up. Then I'm putting that down straight away, going to a barbell, doing a bent-over row where I'm now holding 80 kilos. trying wow. to, And I'm like, it's it's two core exercises, but I'll just never do that together. Yeah, exactly. So I learned. You learn. And that's what I mean. There's something to take away from every situation, every class. You know, every class I go to, there is a takeaway, whether it's mm. good bad yeah you know whether it's They're like no nah, definitely not doing that or yes i'm so inspired by that this is something i can incorporate into this etc mm. so yeah it's still a learning process yeah. um and yeah i definitely love you know seeing how other people do it see just getting mm. ideas and yeah. you know yeah it's part of it second question what is a book that has made you a better person <sighs> that was that's a tough one um look are you a book person? You know, more, now more I'm a podcast person. But obviously when I was okay. younger, you know, books, you know, that's what, that's what we did. Um, and I, for this one, look, there the books that I think of that have made impressions on me or I feel have made me a better person or have influenced the person that I've become today are definitely books that I read 
young, earlier in my in my life. Me too. Um, yeah, earlier in my life. So things like books like, say, The Color Purple or Beloved by Toni Morrison, Color Purple by Alice Walker. I've never and these heard were of them. Oh, wow. So these are, are they books. Famous? Are they popular uh, books? Yeah, very, very. Well, amongst black people and okay. really uh, generally the world should know about these books. And if you don't know about them, then definitely go and add them. check them out. Um, cool. And for me, growing up as a, you know, a young black person, minority, these books really um, brought a lot of perspective into things the plight of you know not just black people but minorities women um i feel like these authors and these books and these genres were things that helped me believe in myself as a person of color that has grown up as a minority um, so, so do you think they encouraged you? Like we were talking absolutely. about yesterday, they gave you that little push saying absolutely, you can do it. Absolutely, because you look at the things that these, a lot of these books are based on, um, you know, real life um, stories, either from slavery days or post-slavery, um, the plight of being a black person, a woman, especially, and these are things that obviously I can relate to. I'm a woman, 100%. a black person. I'm growing up in a world where people are telling me that I can't do this because of the color of my skin. So it's these books and these, this, my, my parents were very avid readers, um, still are. And um, I'm very grateful for some of the things that they passed on to me at a time where they knew that, you know, if we don't instill these kids with positive things and really remind them of where they come from and who you are as a person and the fact that your color makes no bearing on what you can bring into this world and nobody should ever tell you that you can't do something because of the color of your skin or where mm. you come from or your gender. Um, and these books just reinforce it to see the plight of other people and what other people have done sacrifices and in some instances that black people have had to make for our freedoms today. Mm. You know, I'm still discriminated against, but nothing compared to what was happening in America a hundred years ago or still now to mm. be, to be quite frank. So growing up with all these, you know, things around you, it takes a hell of a person to be able to sort of fight through, you know, adversity and this, this, that, and then you need positive influences in your life, you know? Mm. So yeah, growing up, I, I, my, my parents introduced me to a lot of um, black authors that have influenced, you know, um, the person I am today, you know, mm. instilled ideas of empowerment, um, you know, things like that. So yeah, I think the majority of books that I read that have been a pivotal part of my life were definitely in my youth but yeah maybe the color purple would be one yeah nice. um by alice walker Incredible i'd love to read book. that yeah last one and this may tie into those books go on last question a quote that uh -huh. has made you better a quote that has made me better i love quotes huh? I, me too I, that's I why love i have quotes. it in yeah the, in, i really love questions. quotes I, the last one that really resonates with me i think i posted it on my on my um instagram actually is one by Muhammad Ali, and it said, um, if the mind can conceive it, if the heart can believe it, then you can achieve it. I'm like, yes, buddy. Mm, it's that so whole good. visualization thing, that whole like manifestation thing, that idea of, you know, linking charm and just, just going for what you have your mind set on. And that minute that you get it is such a beautiful moment. That's self-belief, you know? Um, it runs through everything that I do in, 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 in my teachings, um, the encouragement piece that I have when people come to my classes. And one of the reasons I think they love me is because I try and get them to believe that you can do whatever you want to do. You can achieve it. You know, so that 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 quote really resonates with mm. me. Mm. You should chuck that quote in your next class. That'll fire I should, everyone. Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, and and I love that quote because it starts with "if your mind can conceive." Yes, it. like that's and that's what we've been talking about today. Yes. Is literally like first thing in the morning, you set your mind up to try and see the things, conceive the things exactly. that you want to achieve, exactly. so that you can see the charm. Yeah, it's a dynamite quote from a dynamite guy. You yeah. know? do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love quotes. I I'm constantly looking for quotes that will inspire me or things that you know resonate mm. with me. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Awesome. One. Well, I think that's how we <laughs> wrap up the podcast. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Oh my God. Thank it's you so awesome. much for having me, Brock. It's been an absolute pleasure just, you know, connecting with you right from mm. that car park outside her mess. And now I'm on his podcast. I'm like, who is this guy? And then I looked you on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's <laughs> got a massive following, you know, but yeah. you're so down to earth. It's been really a pleasure um, yeah. connecting with you. And I, yeah. I, you're so inspiring. You really are. But that's um, what I love about you as well. Oh, Sorry man. to jump in. I was like, <laughs> it's so cool to meet someone that like loves it, yeah. like a practitioner yeah. loving it, doing it. Like we got that gig because we're great, Absolutely. right? Because we have something to give. That's it. And then, but sometimes people that are great maybe achieved it through different mindsets. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's why I, I'm not a huge fan of those events sometimes because I'm yeah. like, oh no, I'm going to have to kiss people's ass <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, and like, yeah. hi man, yeah. And I'm never really going to see them or they'll no. say, let's catch up soon. And I'm like, I'll I don't really want to catch up yeah. soon. <laughs> sometimes I'll like, and, and this has been hard, sometimes I'll just say, no. Oh. Like, yeah. and it's like, they're like, whoa, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> like, and, and it's really hard to stand and, wow. but I'm just yeah. like, like, we probably weren't going to catch up anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, like, not like a bad person. Like, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, but, I'm but you like, just know that our like, paths like, are not... Yeah, we're different, just different, man. Yeah. Like, I want to have Norma on my <laughs> podcast. Like, not you, man. So, yeah. yeah. No, I'm... I'm ex oh, God, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And, um, yeah, again, pinching myself like most things in my life, you yeah. know. But, yeah, it's been so amazing to connect with you, Brock. Um, I've been listening to your podcast as well, which oh, is yes. awesome. Um, but, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I was really nervous. Again, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? What's this? Nothing Why? to be nervous about. This is just like a chat. It just looks <laughs> full on, but it's, yeah, it's not. It's a yeah. chat. No, it's been a pleasure. So thank you. I'm very, very grateful for, you know, the opportunity to, yeah, get people to listen to someone else. 100%. Oh, quickly before we finish, what – um, is next for you? How oh. can people follow you? Mm. So you can follow me. My Instagram is norma.nelson.yoga. Um, you know, follow me, see what I do. I'm constantly running workshops, handstand workshops. You're doing um, something in Byron Bay soon. In Byron Bay, Byron Bay, Byron Bay. Is it? No. No, no not no. Byron Bay. Oh, I thought I saw you post something. But it was like an orange. Oh, no, I'm doing a workshop. I'm doing ha I'm doing an arm balancing workshop this weekend in Sydney. Okay. So yeah, but I had some Hermes picks up there. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. no, all good, all good. Um, but yeah, what's next for me? I want to. I'm in the middle of sort of um, putting together retreats. So I want to do immersions, Whereabouts? handstand in Thailand is the next Thailand. one. Yeah, so I'm nice. hoping to tee that up for March. Trying to do that at the moment. Um, but yeah, just get people. I want to take people away. Immersions, get stuck into it. Mm. Eight days, all handstands or whatever. Um, but yeah, travel, just marry my my love of travel and, um, you know, what I do, yoga, handstands, animal flow, take mm. people away, get them away from their daily grind and focus on something for a bit of time. So yeah, um, just continuing to do more workshops and yeah, retreats is next on the list. Awesome. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thank Appreciate you, your time. Brock. Thank you so much.